Carved in Blue. Blog, videos, webinars and podcasts. Hello and welcome to Bluecast, a podcast series created by Carved in Blue. Carved in Blue is the online vehicle of the Lensing Denim Team, a team dedicated to developing the market for Tencel Lyocell, a responsibly made textile fibre originating from wood cellulose farmed from certified forests. In each episode of Bluecast, we will be talking to a person of interest, someone who may be known to many of you, or someone who is at the periphery of the industry. But in all cases, someone who has an interesting story to tell the denim community at large. Welcome to Bluecast, the Carved in Blue podcast channel. My name is Trisha Carey, and I'm Director of Global Business Development for Denim at Lensing. We transform trees into tensile lyocell and modal fibers, which are used by leading denim mills and brands around the world. To learn more about tensile denim, visit our Carved in Blue blog or follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel, Blue Lens. Joining me today is an eco-lifestyle pioneer. She coined the term eco-fashion in 1995 and is an internationally recognized eco-lifestyle expert, educator, innovator, serial entrepreneur, and author of Eco-Renaissance. She is founder and CEO of Eco-Fashion Corp, a greenhouse of brands, including B2B turnkey sustainable fashion and home manufacturer Metaware, a regenerative organic cotton farm project reset, affordable, size-inclusive QVC mass-market organic lifestyle brands, farm-to-home and seed-to-style, and new D2C eco-creation retail platform, Yes And. Some of her other accomplishments include founder of Under the Canopy, producer of Thread Documentary, Driving Fashion Forward, and co-founder of Good Catch, Beyond Brands, and the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She has been instrumental in driving authenticity, environmental leadership, and social justice worldwide for over three decades, as well as a board member of Textile Exchange and the Organic Center Organic Trade Association and recipient of countless awards, including the book Eco Amazons, 20 Women Who Are Transforming the World. And she is also a Henry Crown Fellow of the Aspen Institute. So please join me in welcoming Marcy Zara. Marcy, did I did I get everything? There's been a lot going on over the past three decades, right? Never a dull moment. Be careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with all of this and your incredible background and what you've started, going back to 1995 for eco-fashion term that you coined, what is it that drives your purpose? I mean, you you were one of the very first and from the time that I had first met you. You know, I had a I had a calling from a very young age that, you know, it really is about doing well by doing good in the world. And partly I attribute that to my mentor of over 25 years, who was the founder of Aveda. And I met him when Aveda was only one product and just his whole life philosophy really resonated with me. And I was, you know, the kid with the lemonade stand. I always was an entrepreneur kind of, you know, wired that way. And so my first business out of school was out of college was the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, because I wanted to take people down this, you know, or on this journey of self-realization and health and wellness and discovery and, you know, to drive a better world. And so, you know, as I sort of dove into the food space, 
Um, I, you know, unpack the fact that, you know, we're not just what we eat, but we're also what we wear because food and fiber are interconnected both in agriculture and in popular culture. And so as I learned more about, you know, the relationship between cotton as an example and other fibers and how they were going into the food stream or how they were even more significantly affecting our environment and human health, it all was connected for me. And that's when I said, you know, someone needs to take on the fashion world the way that Horst was taking on the personal care industry. And so I coined and trademarked the term eco fashion in 1995. And people thought I was crazy. But my my, you know, five P's of good business for me have always been people, planet, profit, passion and purpose. So purpose has always been inherent, you know, to everything that I've done. My favorite quote being from the book, The Prophet, that work is love made visible. So when you love your work, it's not work, it's love. It sure is. That That's so true. And I bet your lemonade stand was organic lemons. <laughs> but, well, probably. You know, <laughs> yeah. So we, we actually go back a while, Marcy. I forget when we first met. It, and it had to be like early 2000s or so. Um, and as you say, it, you weren't just thinking about the planet. You've always been very invested in the people part. We are in this decade of action. We have the SDGs as that framework to help all companies. Um, and you've always been this action-oriented person with all of that you've built and the connections that you have. So what, are, what do you feel are some of the big issues we're facing in textile and apparel? And, and where do you stand on some of them like circularity? Where does that fit in for you? Yeah, well, you know, I... I, I um, reflect on, you know, the early years of when we met, when I spoke at your Tencel or Lensing Botanics Symposium. And, you know, I was kind of still that crazy girl that was talking about, you know, eco in the, in a world of fashion. Um, but, you know, the, the world has come such a long way and our industry, of course, has come such a long way. And so in, in answer to kind of what are the big issues? Well, when you look at really the spokes in the wheel of change in our industry, they're, you know, waste, water, energy use, chemical use, and social justice, right? Which, of course, all of them, they also, and especially energy and chemical use, contribute to climate change, and which is our, our greatest, you know, the ex greatest existential issue and, you know, mankind has ever faced, right? So we have to address, you know, all of these issues. But, you know, it's so daunting because there's so many, when you really pull the curtain back and you unveil the human and environmental impacts of fashion, that we have to take them on, you know, one step at a time and divide and conquer, right? So where do I land on circularity? Well, I think the key pillars of our industry today are regeneration, not even sustainability anymore, but, you know, rebuilding and regenerating and fixing things we've destroyed, right? So soil as an example, right? So we have to look at regeneration, regenerative agriculture, regenerative materials, and then circularity, right? What we take from the earth, we have to give back to the earth. This old mindset in the fashion world of being on this kind of linear cycle where, you know, we just keep creating and things end up in the, in the landfills, business as usual just can't continue like that, given the damage that this industry has done. So when we look at cradle to cradle, of which, you know, I was on the founding board of advisors of the cradle to cradle fashion positive movement, which really is about looking at, you know, material health and material reuse and water stewardship and renewable energy and social justice. And then, you know, looking at how can we live in harmony with the environment, not against it, right? Because we have this 
symbiotic relationship with our with nature with the environment we're not outside of it we're a part of it and so cradle to cradle principles are so fundamental to even when i'm talking about sustainable agriculture right so going back to Bi botanic symposium you know it's kind of this idea of being you know connected to you know the the biodynamics right to biodiversity and so we're launching at, at eco fashion corp a biodynamic um a collection of apparel and home textiles this year and it really is about even circularity at the farm level creating the materials for fertilizers and inputs to help support you know healthy soil that are from the farm itself from the cow manure and you know the cow urine and the you know and other um ingredients that are all cultivated on the farm itself. And then when it comes to circularity and fashion, well, every synthetic garment we've ever produced has essentially just been, you know, sitting in our landfills or, you know, creating part of the waste stream because they don't biodegrade, right? So we have to look at how do we take all that waste and put it back into the fashion industry through circular methodologies. And I'm also a big, you know, advocate for a lot of the disruptive business models around circular fashion, such as Rent the Runway and The Real Real and Wardrobe. Um, and when I was just in Spain, Borrow. Um, so, you know, there's so much opportunity. We haven't even scratched the surface, but whether we're creating, you know, new uh, materials that we should be using circular uh, fibers and yarns, um, or we're creating, you know, uh, assist new systems as we are in, in circular business, you know, it's all hands on deck now and we have to address all of these impacts um, as best as we can and be a part of the solution instead of the problem. It is. I mean, you, you said so many great points there, Marcy. There's a lot of new disruptive businesses. We have to integrate those within some of the existing businesses and really redefine what value is. Um, because it, it can't always be about growth, growth, growth on the same traditional linear model. Um, I think it's very exciting time for us to be in this space in apparel and textiles. And, and when you talk about eco lifestyle and work, I mean, there really isn't a separation then of how you live. And a part of how you live, you have an amazing son and daughter mm -hmm. who I follow on social media and even have the pleasure to meet and, and listen to some of their talents. Mm -hmm. Um, and over the years, you know, that's also probably, you know, how do you balance that with, you know, being a female leader as well as a mom? How, how do you integrate that into your work and, and how do you kind of pay it forward and, and help out the next generation of females? Yeah, well, you know, my children have always really inspired me. And of course, Native American wisdom that, you know, we don't inherit this land from our ancestors, we borrow it from our children has always been, you know, to some extent at the foundation of my life work. The other part of, you know, I'd say my greatest inspiration is when I'm in farms and I'm in factories with the people that are growing and sewing our products, right? Because that's, you know, in the, in the name of the movie, like water for chocolate, that's where it begins. That's the DNA of my work, right? And so when I'm working with women on the farms and they say to me things like, you know, this is the seed because the seed represents life and we have to honor the seed. And when I think about that metaphorically, that we plant these seeds of consciousness and we bring that, you know, that same energy of respecting life all the way up the supply chain to finished product. I've I've done my best throughout my career to really teach my children, you know, that it's not about, you know, 
preaching and trying to impose my values on people. It's about inspiring people and, and teaching by example that, you know, just walking the talk and, and understanding that we have, you know, as human beings and citizens of our planet, a responsibility, right. To give back to, you know, serving others is serving ourselves and being a woman in business, you know, and as a mom, it's always been a challenge because, you know, for instance, raising money in the early years of when I created under the canopy, you know, I literally had feedback back, you know, kind of through the grapevines that because I was a single mom who was divorced, raising two kids, that I wasn't fundable, right? Not to mention the fact that I was crazy, you know, this eco entrepreneur, like, you know, who would ever buy into the idea of eco fashion, right? That there was these, there were these stigmas that, you know, if you were into fashion, you couldn't possibly be into the environment and social justice. And if you were into, you know, consciousness, you couldn't possibly be fashionable. And I was like, wait a minute, but I'm that person, right? I want to style the world of change and change the world of style. And I want to give back and I want to serve, you know, not just, you know, human and environmental wellness and farmer and worker welfare, but future generations like my children. So it's always been a balancing act being, you know, a mother, but also, um, you know, respecting Mother Earth at the same time and teaching my children that respect. And to some extent, they were always kind of on the outside of their peer you know, their peers, because they were always kind of the crazy ones bringing like, you know, quinoa and kale and, you know, nori sushi to, to school, tofu sushi, you know, where today that's more the norm than the alternative. Um, but, you know, I find that, um, you know, it's really, it's it's been an exciting journey. And I think um, finding that balance to be both personal and professional alignment I think is the key that unlocks progress, right? Because we we can start to flow in a more natural way than, you know, trying to have two sets of values and going back to when you said, you know, we're embedding values into value. And I think that's the name of the game today and going forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And if anybody wants to check out Jade Zaroff and mm -hmm. her company's Entertainment for Change, she always has some really fun videos online, some which you appear in as well, uh, Marcy. So that's great. It's in the it's in the genes for sure. And I love so the way our worlds are colliding, even because my kids' yeah. the whole yes and philosophy is you know derived from you know improvisation and the theater world. And my whole philosophy about yes and is yes, we can have everything we want, and in fashion, that's style, quality, fit color, comfort, you know, hand, price, and, oh, by the way, also be socially and environmentally responsible. It's all meshing together. <laughs> so you wrote the book Eco Renaissance. Um, what is your next chapter? Will we be seeing another book from you, Marcy? Yeah, well, it's the seed is planted. Um, I definitely I've been speaking to some publishers. My first book was published by Simon and Schuster, but you know I'm looking for more innovative ways of you know activating large audiences and not just being a small fish in a big pond potentially. But the next book would probably be just like Eco Renaissance is about you know through the lens of design we can change the world, and it connects you know, food and fashion and beauty and business and art and wellness, all these different areas of popular culture with this sort of common denominator of creativity, consciousness, community, connection and collaboration. And taking that whole premise of, you know, a rebirth of humanity, a, a renaissance and 
through this awakening that we're all part of an ecosystem and driving action. So driving, you know, to the next level, climate action and looking at, again, through the lens of, you know, how do we redesign or co-create a new reality and building off of going deeper? Because that book was released in 2018. I mean, it feels like yesterday, but um, but so much really? is 2018. I, I didn't realize it was that. Yes. And you saw last week, we have a, a coffee displayed in our office. We're I know, made me so happy. Thank you. Yeah. So I am working on the, the framework for the next book. Um, but also, you know, a big part of what I'm doing today is, which is very relevant to where the world is, you know, with the internet changing the whole game is, and of course now then web two with social media and digital media, web three is coming, right? So I'm really looking at how do I connect commerce and content, or as we say at MetaWare, source to story, you know, that full transparency from seed to shelf or seed to even consumer, where we can story do and we can actually, you know, really inspire people through through taking action either directly or indirectly. And so, you know, making that lifestyle connection all the way from, you know, the seed or the work we do with your, our ecosystems all the way to, you know, on-demand customization and integrating new technologies that's really, I'm kind of on fire and really going from eco fashion to smart fashion is kind of the next chapter for me. That's great. I can't wait to see that. And um, we are celebrating our 30 years of Tencel. And it was great to see you last week as we highlighted that in New York at our office. Um, what was your first encounter with Tencel? Do you remember? <laughs> it's funny because um, I actually recently, when I did a, a podcast, I guess with Walter, I went back to my old under the canopy catalogs from, you know, I started the company in 1995, right? And and the whole idea was we all live under the canopy of the planet's ecosystem together. And I was sourcing materials and, and you know, uh, discovered Tencel back in the mid nineties. And I went to some of my old catalogs um, for under the canopy and scanned in photos. And I was looking at some of them last night and, you know, to see like I had this gorgeous Tencel bohemian peasant top that I used to be obsessed with and wear all the time, or these Tencel overalls, denim overalls that I loved. It was like one of my favorite images in the catalog. Um, so I go back, you know, oh my gosh, you know, 20 now, what, seven or eight years with Tencel and have been on this journey and I've always loved the fiber. And I remember the conversations, you know, when lensing really started to you know, work a lot with this whole kind of concept around the botanic connection and, and, you know, and really push the eco-friendly story, but a lot of the world wasn't ready for that yet. And I was really, I've always been such a fan and such an advocate and, a, and, um, you know, a, a, a partner of, of lensing and Tencel. I think it's, you know, one of my favorite fibers. And as you know, I've, I've been using it now in my collections across under the canopy and farm to home and seed to style and, and now yes. And, um, and all of our MetaWare clients, I'm always, you know, advocating for Tencel, um, as I, as I'm a huge fan. I know. And it's hard thinking of that botanic, um, program that we had, that was like 2007, 2008. So that even goes back and you're right. We were, People really weren't listening then. They didn't quite get it. Uh, we had more information than they had questions, but you were always there and kept pushing us forward too to continue to develop that story more. 
Um, and, and I always see Tencel in your collections and your Yes and collection. Thank you. You named one of the joggers, the Tencel <laughs> jogger after me. I, I really like that. And every time I see that in my closet or when I wear it, I always smile and, and think of you. So it's very special. What do you see as the future of Tencel? What do you, what do you want us to work on going forward? Yeah, well, I, you know, it's funny because, you know, there were a lot of years where as I was, you know, really pushing for Tencel, the price point kind of create a little bit of resistance, but I love that you guys have invested in expanding, um, you know, Tencel now. And so now that it's, it's cost competitive and, you know, it's not, like I say, you know, in, in eco fashion in general, it's not why it's why not. Right. We just have to educate more. And I'm excited that yes, and is bringing, um, a beautiful collection, um, blended tensile and organic cotton collection to market this holiday. Um, and it's, you know, bringing more blanks in blended with Tencel for our new on demand program. That's what we're working on. But for you guys in general, I think just continuing to invest on, invest in making the materials accessible and affordable, um, you know, and available to everybody, I think is it's why you're fueling your growth the way you are, because, you know, we're just getting started as an industry, right? And as more and more brands and retailers jump on the proverbial, you know, sustainable fashion bandwagon or train, you know, it's just opening more eyes to, you know, companies taking action and and looking at, you know, what they were doing before and figuring out what are the go forward, you know, solutions for um, all of us holding hands and, and driving fashion forward. Yeah, no, well, well said, Marcy. Exactly. We're expanding and this growth also impacts then where we sit in the market and, and price. And it's just amazing for me to see over the past 24 years how much it's changed um, and where originally we were having struggles and how do we blend this the right way? How do we finish it? Now, a lot of that has been worked out, um, you know, and, and we really can propel ourselves forward with the expanded capacity. So look forward to that and more of your designs. So we'll move into our final section, which is our final five fast fire. Mm -hmm. um, so these are for short answers. And if you could tell us what is the oldest gene in your wardrobe? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> well, I, it's funny. I have an old um, under the canopy um Gene that has embroidery from an artist named Romeo Shrestha uh, down the, the sides of the gene, and I just can't let it go. I just love it, and it's all you know organic cotton tencel. So um, it was just it's a gene that I just no matter how many times I've moved travels with me. <laughs> That's great. Those those tried and true. Um, you travel a lot. I see pictures of you and your husband traveling in the family. What is your favorite city to visit? Um, well, if you would, if you would have asked me country, I probably would have said Costa Rica because I'm there right now, actually. Okay. Um, but uh, but city, I would say probably Barcelona. I just madly in love with Barcelona. Yeah, great. That influence of the water really is fun. I'm a water. And the app most used on your phone? Well, outside of Gmail, probably Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an av avid uh, creator. Yeah. And if you could, then who is the one person you would most want to have dinner with? Such a tough question. Um, you know, and just like the the name that just popped in my head only because I feel like there'd be so many topics to like dive into. 
um, and it would be fun, would be um, either Leonardo DiCaprio or Oprah Winfrey, because I think, um, you know, they're both such inspirational, you know, action-driven people that, um, you know, that's what I'm drawn to. Exactly. And any words of wisdom for the next generation? As you've done so much in bringing eco-fashion forward, where do you see the next generation and how do you support them? Any words of wisdom? Well, I would say, um, you know, as Albert Einstein said, right, we can't solve today's problems with the same consciousness that created them. So we need to change our consciousness. We have to take action. And if you hit a roadblock or what a perceived challenge or obstacle, then see that as an opportunity to get stronger, better and smarter, but keep going and, you know, set that vision and follow your heart and hold hands with others because collaboration I believe is the key to our collective success. As I always say, one plus one equals 11. We're stronger together than we are apart. So we have to you know, be the change and we have to wear the change we all wish to see in the world. For sure. Thank you, Marcy, for joining us today. It's truly a pleasure to work together and you know, have these conversations over many years. And mm-hmm. um, we can't wait to see what lies ahead for, for both of us. Thank What's you. the best way that people can reach out to you? So um, either at Marcy at ecofashioncorp.com or on Instagram at Marcy Zeroff. Um, you could DM me um, and uh, check out uh, at Yes And. So, um, yeah, looking forward to co-creating more with you, Trisha, and, and lending. And, um, you know, we're on our way. So exciting times ahead. Definitely. And thank you to our listeners. If you enjoyed this conversation, please check out our other episodes. Subscribe to Bluecast, like, and review us. To discover more of our stories, you can also follow our blog, carvedinblue.com, or feel free to reach out to us directly at denimatlensing.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information, head to carvedinblue.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn at carvedinblue and the Blue Lens YouTube channel.